welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. Bang, bang, what is up, goalies? And you are tuning back into the Goalie Hacks podcast and a rather upgraded uh, goalie hacks podcast might add things are starting to come around together you know nicely as we work through some kinks so we appreciate your patience and welcome back to the show and i'm your host mike santaguida and welcome back to uh, all my awesome goalies parents and coaches out there you know hope everyone is doing fantastic and getting off to a good start this week and i think you guys are really going to love the conversation we have in store today featuring hunter jones uh, OHL standout goaltender and uh, recently drafted uh, by the Minnesota Wild and uh, currently playing and starting uh, in the American League this year who's been on a tear uh, recently. Hunter's been on a tear, man, since making his debut in the early spring uh, for the Iowa Wild in the American League. And I uh, just love this one today because Hunter was just very candid, uh, didn't sugarcoat anything and just said it, you know, really the way it was. And, and we dive deep in this, into transitioning to each level he's been at and uh, the moments he's failed where he learned from and, and some of the biggest lessons, you know, he's learned from being uh, resilient along his journey. We dive into his specific routines, uh, his philosophy and what he uses to manage and, and uh, build his game around and all the nicks and knacks he uses to help him compete at the American League level. We top it off with all the adversity he's faced throughout his career, uh, a rather significant amount, even even being drafted uh, by the Wild. But you know what he and, and what he's done to overcome it, and and what younger goaltenders also can expect at the next level um, before they uh, even get there, right? So appreciate Hunter, you know, making some time. Um, you know, as he's as he's on a roll with the team and, and rolling into playoffs soon. So thanks again, Hunter, for coming on the show. And I know everyone is going to love this one. So without further ado, why don't we jump right into this week's conversation? I know you're all going to love the chat Hunter and I had today. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Goalie Hacks podcast. And I'm excited to be joined today by another active professional goaltender, current Iowa Wild starter in the AHL, Hunter Jones. And after growing up and spending his minor hockey days playing in the greater Toronto area in Ontario and central Canada, playing for the Mississauga Reps U15 and U16 teams, he then moved on to play a year of junior in the OJHL as a 16-year-old for the Soville Spirit, playing almost 20 games and, and putting up a 2.74 GAA and a 917 save percentage in his rookie season. And then he went on to play three years of major junior for the Peterborough Peets in the OHL, playing over 115 games in the league and being named to the CHL's top prospects game in 2018. And since, uh, since retiring from junior hockey, he's gone on a sign in the American League with the Iowa Wild and has 13 games under his belt this year already as a rookie, and it couldn't be happier to welcome into the show today to chat some goalie development. Hunter, how are you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, it's great to be here. I I got the the text from Matt that you you wanted to um, you know get together and and talk. And uh, I had some free time this week, obviously with the season uh, wrapping up pretty quickly here. It's yeah. uh, a lighter season. I had some time to do it. So um, no, it'll be good. It's always fun to talk about hockey and um, you know kind of the ins and outs of what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, it's great to have you on the show. And and uh, you know I know you're you're busy. It's it's cool that we kind of found a little pocket here to get you in, but I appreciate you making some time and shout out to Matt Smith for, uh, you know, uh, hitting up uh, Hunter for me to help him get on the show, but hope you're doing well, obviously. And it seems like you're getting off to a, a solid start in your pro debut this year, getting in, uh, 
13 AHL games now, and we'll dive into that in, in more detail. And we, we haven't had many younger guys on the show, so I think it would be a great uh, great to dive into things today. But but maybe you could just give us some insight into you know, how the season's kind of gone for you and your team so far and some of the challenges you've had to overcome due to COVID. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just that it's been uh, it's been just a different year than what we're used to. Yeah, um, like some some teams that we play were just playing divisional games in the American League uh, and in the NHL, obviously. But uh, what our kind of schedule looks like, rather playing Chicago, Rockford, Texas, uh, Grand Rapids, uh, you know, those are the teams that come into our buildings, and we go to theirs. Um, we only play. I think we played 34 games this year and other teams play a different amount of games. So it's definitely a, a good year kind of for me, me to get my feet wet in yeah, pro hockey. Um, sure. You know, you're not, not everybody's uh, on the American league team. Some guys uh, are back and forth from the taxi squad. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really cool to kind of see like different players in different positions yeah. because one team may be really strong uh, one weekend and then, you know, they get stronger the next weekend because they got a couple players back and different guys are in another lineup. So right. it's, just, uh, it's cool to kind of just, like I said, get my feet wet and understand it a bit. And um, obviously just, you know, developing my game a bit more uh, for next season. And yeah. uh, it'll, it'll be like, it's it's going to be a process for sure. I understand that now, like going into it, it's, uh, it's a little bit uh, of a different animal than what you're used to, but I'm sure we'll yeah. get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely uh, a lot different from junior, especially at the American league level. I'm sure uh, there were some surprises when you got that and we'll, we'll get into it, but, but wish you and your squad, obviously the best of luck as we kind of, you know, get rolling into playoff time. I know it's right around the corner here, but, but maybe you can just start off by, you know, briefly sharing a bit of your story and your background and how we got to where we are today. Yeah, so I think you said it kind of in the intro, but uh, I, I played minor hockey in in Toronto with, uh, with Mississauga reps and uh, got drafted to the OHL from there. Um, I wasn't really the highest pick in the draft. I was the fifth round. I was a fifth round selection of Peterborough, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth goalie taken. And then, uh, like you said, I, I played. Um, well, I guess I can back it up a bit more. I went to sure. uh, Peterborough Pete's camp. Uh, my first year as a 15-year-old, like just turning 16 mm-hmm. in that, that September in the fall. Um, so they, they gave me the the option to want to sign me. And uh, that was kind of like an, an immediate reaction. I was like, 100%, I'll, I'll go in uh, and sign with this team. Yeah. They were uh, really welcoming. They were like one of the teams that I was hoping I'd get selected to. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> they decided to put me in junior A. And I was okay. I was totally aware of my situation with me being a late birth here for the NHL draft. I understood that, yeah. you know, with the guys they had in their lineup right now, it was more smart for me to go down there. Yeah. And I had some time to develop, so I was totally okay with it. Um, so I went to Stouffville, and um, Dylan Wells, the starter at the time, was actually uh, up with the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And um, I actually had the opportunity to come into Peterborough and dress for the opening night game on in 2016. And that was really cool to be in that building for the first time right out of the draft. And, yeah. you know, people know who you are for, you know, you're expected to be their starting goalie in a couple of years. And, uh, you know, you're, even though you're just on the bench, like people are uh, welcoming you at the rink and it was a cool experience for me to have. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. And then, yeah, I spent uh, the year with Stouffville. And then after the season was done with Stouffville, I went up to Peterborough and kind of got a, excuse me, I kind of got uh, an indication of what it's like to be up there for the rest of the year because yeah. they had some playoffs to play. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
yeah, and then I jumped into the team the following season. And um, it, it was definitely a learning year for that team. Um, we weren't the strongest that season, but I think that's where I benefited the most and yeah. you know, learned a lot. Yeah, I saw a lot of rubber got into a lot of situations. And, um, you know, right now I'm kind of comparing my year I'm having now to the, that year that I'm talking about right now. It's just, you know, it's a new league. It's a new team. You're mm-hmm. getting to know everybody. And um, you're definitely like trying to play with a style of play that's being played. So it's it's definitely a lot of learning and a lot of uh, new new experiences. But it, the only way to, you know, move forward and get better is to, to keep putting yourself in there. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> then obviously played two more years there with Peterborough as a starting goalie and then um, got drafted to the OHL or to the, uh, to the NHL. And then, yeah, the rest is basically history. I signed last March uh, with Minnesota and then I came to uh, camp uh, in Minnesota in December and I was there from December 22nd to February 5th mm-hmm. around there. Uh, we played our opening night game here in Iowa on February 5th. So I've been here ever since and I got my own apartment down by the train tracks downtown Des Moines, Iowa. And it's, it's great. It's my first time kind of living on my own and uh, <laughs> cooking for myself, doing all the chores. Uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely be, uh, different. Interesting, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, but it's a little studio apartment and you know, it's a, it's a good little spot and you know, it's a, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right on, man. And, and congrats on signing and, and getting in there this year. And we're, we're going to dive into, we're going to go through kind of your whole career and, and just transitioning to each level, but maybe we can just start off, you know, uh, while we get right into sort of your personal goaltending philosophy. And I know you work with Matt Smith and, and um, you know, him and I see eye to eye on a lot of things, but what are sort of your main four, three, four pillars that you surround and build your game around? And, and why do you think they're so important? Well, I think like, the biggest thing is just being analytical of my game. And that's what I've kind of um, been working with Matt a lot is that like how we analyze everything. And I think I get it from Matt. Like when I talk to goalie coaches, uh, even like my goalie coach here in Iowa, uh, you know, when I talk to him, he under- like he describes me as very analytical, like, um, and he kind of has to calm me down sometimes when like I'm telling him how I feel about something mid practice. And he's like, man, just like, just go stop the puck. And, <laughs> he's overthinking a bit, right? Yeah, he's like, man, you're doing fine. He's like, honestly, like you're just like you're so analyzing your play. He's like, that's that's right, but like you right. don't need to think about that right now. So like that's just like I think that's one thing that I, I that's a good driving point for me is yeah. that like I I'm so analytical of things that I do and like analyzing myself on you know goals or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like just seeing what I could have done better, or played it differently, stuff like that. Um, obviously just using, like going into that, I would say like just using my natural athletic ability, like, um, like I'm, I'm a pretty good a- athlete overall. And I think that helps me, uh, in the net, like when it comes to being like six, four, you know, broad shoulders, yeah. and, you know, yeah, there's you a goal in there right? that can, yeah. And there's a goal that, like uh, asking myself, like to have that like build and then still be able to move around the net is like huge for me. Like some guys aren't really gifted with that ability to have like that frame and then still have, you know, feet to move them around the crease. So like, yeah. uh, I try to, you know, use what I got and, um, yeah, I would probably just say like, if that was the, the pillar question, I would say like, just being like analytical using my, um, size and speed. Yeah. And I don't even know what the third one would be to be honest, but just like, probably just, <clears throat> probably just say like, 
playing smarter, not uh, harder. Like just okay, like, so what, like crease like, management kind of thing? Yeah, I would, I would kind of just say like positioning is huge. Like sometimes, like like I said, with being the build that I am, like I I do a lot of blocking style saves. Like I'm just in good position and the puck is like hitting me. You know, like it's like I have to come out of that that framework a lot. But like I'm so like I would say like Matt and and even the Pete's when I was up there, they calmed me down a lot. Like I was. They called it staying in the picture. So, like, the picture being, the, like, the frame of the net. So, like, whenever that puck's coming to the net, just stay in the picture. Like, I was always, like, uh, my rookie year in Peterborough, I was taught that where I was kind of getting scrambly, getting outside the crease a lot or trying to move too much. Right. And then they calm me down where I'm just, like, always in just a good style positioning. So, I think I had, like, a, a bit of that here, too, early on in the year where I'm just, like, I think guys are so good and they are so good. But like I'm trying to overdo it rather where yeah. like you don't need to push that much or whatever, whatever. Like it's just like different thinking. You know what I mean? Like it's well, just like your guys, guys start not hitting using that. Guys start hitting those like spots, right? Like they like yeah. the, the margin of error is like next to nothing and then you start kind of overworking a bit when really you're you're really there. It's just they got really good accuracy on those shots, right? Yeah. It's like it's like it's literally from anywhere like the guys playing in this league are always grinding to get to the, the NHL. Like yeah. we're right on the bubble. Like we're right here. So like the competition is so good every night. And mm-hmm. like these guys know how to tip pucks, shoot pucks, like get into into crappy areas or put pucks in crappy areas, like to make your life yeah, suck. Like <laughs> so, it's just like these guys are smart too. Like you're playing not with boys anymore. You're playing with men. Like guys, yeah. like there's guys on my team that are like 36 years old. Like. Yeah, it's kids like, and wife, right? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's different when you're young and you go in because it's like it's such a different vibe from junior because like it's a it's a job, right? Like it's like, a, I mean, it, it, obviously playing major junior is like a job too, but the dynamic in the room is a lot different because you're not really trying to make a living doing that. You're having fun trying to live the dream more, yeah. right? So Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of want to go back to the first thing you said was being analytical and, um, you know, how, how do you kind of you know, build that self-awareness and uh, become more of a student of the game is something that I, I would say. I think it's really like important in goaltending to like look back on like your development, like through video and stuff like that. Um, I still do it like even like even if it's just like on the plane, like if I'm just kind of bored or yeah. whatever, I'll look back at old summer training videos and just see like if I felt good in that point in time, like early on in the season, uh, I was kind of like, I, I was definitely struggling, like, like, um, and I just was like, not really finding a good rhythm. And I went back and I was just looking at, uh, like video of when I played in Peterborough yeah. or like when I played in the summertime, when I felt good, like what I was doing, what mm-hmm. the habits looked like that compared to like, what am I like, how's, how's my game look right now? Like, what, am, like, what can I do to be better? Like, that's kind of like the main uh, thing of it, I would say. It's definitely easier to be analytical of yourself when things aren't going your way because there's so much you're thinking about. And I think that's the other side of it too is that you have to be careful with that trait is because, you know, it may not, like you may not be having success because of this, because mm-hmm. of that, but like you can't be too analytical of your game at that point in time because you don't want you throw you don't want to throw your brain down like a blender too. Like yeah, that'll just... Yeah that was just like tear you apart, like give you nightmares at night. So I think just like having that drive to get better is always uh, a key part of like 
analyzing your game. And I think, you know, guys, the I've seen it firsthand, like guys that are in the NHL, like Cam Talbot, mm-hmm. um, being with him, this training camp in Minnesota, like he still asks questions to the goalie coach. Like he's, he still had tons of success in the NHL and he just wants to keep getting better and, and better. Like that's just like the drive you got to have every day and you learn from it. Yeah. Like when you're here, is that like what guys do and how guys act and uh, like stuff they do on the ice and whatnot. So like it's, you try to pick up on that being a younger kid. And then you also mentioned, uh, you know, athleticism is kind of like a big part of your game. Um, you know, did you, did you kind of just like play different sports growing up and how, how did you kind of build that or, or work on it? And, and how can people at home maybe work on their athleticism a little bit more? Yeah, like growing up, I um, I played a couple sports. I played, well, I kind of played everything, but I played uh, lacrosse kind of like competitively as my summer sport. Nice. I actually played forward as lac- in the lacrosse and uh, played all the way up until like my um, my draft year for the OHL. So until I was 15, I played lacrosse. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I did like all, I did track in high school, like volleyball in high school. Like I just, Kind of was always like wanting to do other sports and get away from the rink sometimes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I golf in the off season now and just kind of hang out, but um, never like against a little friendly basketball game or stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's basically, I would say like, that's basically like how I kind of built that. Eh? I just kind of knew like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just doing other sports, other things. And I know a lot of hockey players play across in the off season too. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then, and then, uh, finally you said, uh, positioning and obviously it's an enormous component of, uh, of, of goaltending, but, but what concepts do you build and develop your, your positioning around? Like what are sort of the main areas that you focus on with, with Matt or even yourself? Um, I think like we, when I first came to work with Matt, like it was always like, uh, my skating. And I think that'll be a huge component that we work on this summer too. When I get back home, yeah. It's just like now that like in order to get into position, you have to get there quick. Mm-hmm. And like we, we would work on like how I'm skating, like not like uh, like the push itself, but like kind of like we would break it down almost like or, like it sounds so stupid, but you break it down to like the rotation, like like to the start of the push. Yeah. Like that's how, that's how much we're breaking it down, like right to the skate blades of how your skate is moving and like how, mm-hmm. how efficient can you be to get to position. So like, this summer we worked on a lot of like sliding stuff and um, like working with my hands to like uh, cut pucks off sooner before they get to the net. Like to, so it just, it just like makes your life a bit easier, like your timing on, on shots. It's like all these elements that go into uh, like stopping the puck. People don't really think about it until mm-hmm. like, like we talk about it. So I think it's just a component of all those moving parts. Like you have to, that's kind of, you know, positioning as a whole is that there's so many things that go into it, but I think like skating is a huge part of it. Like you get the position, mm-hmm. you're waiting for the puck to come to you. You have so much time. Like, like I almost love the fact when I beat a pass on my feet and I get set and he's still catching the puck and he just looks up at me and he just knows that like, I'm already ready. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he's like, how is he already like in position? Like that's like the worst <laughs> feeling as a shooter I feel like is when like yeah. you haven't even caught the puck yet and the goal is already ready for you and you mm-hmm. know you can't score like yeah that's like what you aspire to do every time it's just sometimes that doesn't always happen of course and they score <laughs> so no yeah but definitely uh I mean the, the mobility that's necessary to play at the American League and the NHL level is is like next level and it's 
the margin of error throughout the game when you're you know you talk about efficiency it's it's efficiency and then it's consistency within that efficiency right yeah 100% yeah and then and then you know i mentioned uh, you know how you grew up playing in the greater toronto area um, but what do you think is the most important skill maybe uh, that that young kids should be developing at a young age while they're playing minor hockey that you think will translate well and and uh, and help them transition better to the next level i would say uh, like kind of a combination of what I said uh, last time is that basically like I would say they have to be a really good skater. Like yeah. I would, I would have, have the ability to skate. Like I would always work on skating. Um, and I think that's huge when it comes to, to being uh, a good goalie is having a good skating background, like understanding your edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think young goalies, when they, you know, have free time, always, like work on your skating and uh, that'll help you like a long, long, long time in the future Mm -hmm. if you just are a good skater. Um, And then just like seeing pucks well. I mean, it's like, it's so like dumb to kind of say it. Like it's like the two uh, like most obvious things you could say, but like Mm -hmm. seeing pucks is actually like a huge part of like what we do. Like we have to see the puck to stop the puck. So like in order to like know we're like, uh, like good head placement and like mm. when oh, you're talking screens, about when you're fighting through traffic kind of thing fighting through traffics yeah. and like even like just like battles and, and tight like you, sometimes mm. you don't know exactly where the puck is like it happens more times than you think when there's like a, a shot to the net you have a screen in front of you and the guy mm. like eats it in the gut and then you're like you're waiting for it to fall to the ice and then you have to find that puck and mm. and make a save off of it so like um seeing pucks you know working on your skating and obviously having fun and like uh, the mental side of the game is huge. So like having fun while you're doing it, you don't want to play a sport where you're not having fun and sure. you don't want to get too discouraged by that. And even, uh, you know, there's going to be discouraging times when you're playing hockey as in your young goalie and you're learning and, um, you know, you're coming up through like your age and stuff like that. So like, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough sometimes, but I mean, if you're willing to stick through it and, um, you know, just like make sure you're having fun and, and stick into the and what like always say I would say like set goals for yourself too like that's mm-hmm. a huge part of like uh, having fun too is achieving those goals those personal yeah. goals that you set and then you know it makes the game a lot more fun and you're getting better and you have a little competition with yourself so I think um, that was kind of I, I would say kind of like a, a combination of that would be uh, some like some good advice to have yeah no no excellent man but, but you know looking back at, at when you had your junior debut with. Uh, you know, the Stouffville spirit in the OJHL is a 16 year old, uh, which is awesome. Obviously getting to play a junior at such a young age and even being basically in the mix for, for Peterborough there after getting drafted at a young age. But what was sort of the biggest surprise for you when you, you try and make that jump to, to uh, tier, uh, tier two junior for minor hockey? I think it was uh, kind of like what I, what happened when I was making the jump to the OHL too. It was just like, you're playing with older guys. Now I was really young at the time. Like I was just mm-hmm. like, used to playing with kids my age and now I was going to be playing with kids that were uh, like four to five years older than me. me. Yeah. So like, it was just definitely uh, an adjustment to that. Like there's some good players in that league. Uh, A lot of guys commit to college out of that league. So uh, there's definitely some places or every team, they had one or two guys that it was just like, okay, this guy's, you know, a good player. I know this guy, this guy, or even like guys similar in my situation where it's like, oh, okay, this guy's drafted here. He's signed. He's going to be just like, he's going to be a good player. Like, go for him. Like, just like stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, 
it was a jump for sure. Just the speed, like how like they're just like stronger, right? Like they actually mm-hmm. can use the sticks, like like the flex. Like when you get to like later in like the minor hockey days, like 14, 13, 15 mm-hmm. years old, like those guys are starting to understand how to use flex in their sticks. And like they can start to shoot the puck a bit harder, but like now you got twenty year olds that can bend the stick in half, and like it's like a catapult. So it's like wow. So like that's definitely coming in a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say like when I make the made the jump to the OHL, it was like that again. But yeah. like the players were a lot better. Like it was just like wow. Like these guys are like now you're playing with guys that are signed to the show. Like so yeah, they're right. still like they're still playing like. Uh, like they're playing their last year. Like when I first got to the league, it was like, oh yeah, so Jonesy, you're going to play the Mississauga Steelheads. And they just had all their guys come back from camp and they have <laughs> Nick Hag, Owen Tippett, the McLeod brothers, Nate Bastion. And I'm like, <laughs> you just got okay. Shelled, I'm like, okay. Like that was the game we lost 9-2 and I was, we were outshot 62-15. to And like, I was like, holy crap. Like, that was a great game for me, though. I made so many great saves in that <laughs> yeah, game. I know, right? Like, it was like I, lo- I actually got – I've never been happier to lose 9-2. 9-2 ever. <laughs> like, with the play that I just had. Like, that was like – I came out of the rink smiling that night. My family were there. They were like, oh, my God, you played so well, and you had nine <laughs> goals. I'm like, I thought I played well. So, like, it was um, – like, that's one – like, that's goaltending. That's hockey. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So, like, that's sure. what I would say is the jump. Like, it was just like – Junior was one thing, and then you get to the OHL, and it's just a little bit more of a different animal. You know, guys are right there to to make an impact right away in the NHL or even go play pro right yeah. now. Like, so it's uh, it's different for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I guess looking back at your entire junior experience, you know, if you could go back and and, and you know, I kind of ask this question, guys, like, oh, I don't regret anything, and and it's not more about regret; it's it's more about giving some insight to kids on you know having gone through your entire junior experience. So if you go if you could go back and tell yourself, you know, one thing before making that jump to help you be more successful at at, uh, at the junior level, what would that be? I think I would have I think I would have said what I said to myself at the end of my seventeen year old year. Um, I had like a really, really tough night in Erie. Like it was awful. Like I, I actually had a good game, but near the end it, it got away from me. Like they yeah. scored three goals. Uh, it was kind of like the opening night here in, in Iowa. Like it was so like, so like, I think it was like six, six, four or something. I got, yeah. I got pulled to like try and get the extra attacker, maybe tie it up at five, five. Mm-hmm. Um, but they score an empty net. Uh, the score might have been lower. I'm not sure what the final score was, but I just remember them coming back three shifts in a row and scoring on every shift. And every time, every time it was like the arena was blowing up, like Erie is loud. And I remember leaving the ice and like getting thrown like garbage at me before. Like I was like, I had (laughs) popcorn thrown in my face and a pop bottle came down and hit me. I was like, man, this is wild. Wow. What a night. So my dad was there and this was like near the end of the season. Like, I think I only played, like, four or five games after this game. Yeah. And um, my dad was there, and he was just, like, he knew where my head was at. I was really trying to make the, the under-18 team for the April, like, yeah. tournament. Because I knew we weren't going to make playoffs that year. I was going to be available for it. And he was, like, you're just thinking, like, so much, like, so far down the road. Mm-hmm. He's, like, you're not even thinking about the game today. He's, like, you're trying to make the Team Canada team right now, and you're, like, that's not what's happening right now. You can't. Mm-hmm. And he told me, like, you know, you, you can't stop all the pucks at once. 
He's like, right. you're not going to get 34 straight. It's one shot at a time. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally like, it's literally one shot at a time, one shift mm-hmm. at a time. Like that's all it is. And I wish I told myself that, like had that perspective of the game at the at the start of my 17 year old ca- yeah. uh, career with um, the Pete's. Yeah. Because after that kind of tough love talk and like it was that advice that he had given me, yeah. I had an unbelievable finish to my rookie year with uh, the Pete's. Like I, I, I took that and I just said, that's, that's fair. Like you're right. Like, yeah. and that's when I kind of started saying stuff to myself before games, like self-talk and yeah, like, like what? Like whenever, and I still do it now, but like for the past, so since that game, I've said before I walk out for every period, I say, uh, you're the best goalie in Canada. You belong here. Mm-hmm. One shot at a time, one shift at a time, one period at a time. And then I tell myself to breathe. And then I just like calm myself down. And then before I, before I um, like do my little goalie dance in the crease, like I yeah. do, the, I scrape my crease. Yeah. <laughs> I always like take an extra breath before I wreck anything. Like mm. I have kind of like a routine like for that now. Like it's just like because it gets very like you get I don't know, I get jumped up. Like I get like I don't get hyped up, but I get nervous. And if I don't get nervous, there's definitely a problem. Like I should <laughs> I feel like I should definitely be nervous. And like yeah, yeah. the nerves can be really bad, but like now they're getting better. Like my first game as a pro, that was it's that was a lot of nerves. Like oh, I was yeah. like, we're playing the home opener in Iowa, it's my first game. And like I'm sitting there, I'm like, haven't played a game, haven't played a game in ten months. Yeah, holy. <laughs> I haven't played man. a game in ten months, and I'm like, here we go, I guess. Like, yeah. And like I knew the guys on the other side, and like, but that's just like, that's what I would give advice to myself sooner is that you can't stop all pucks at once, mm. and that's that's a huge part of it, I think. Yeah. Taking yeah. everything day by day, you can blow that up into a, a big spectrum too when it comes to like the work we put in every day now like yeah. what i'm doing now is i live by that almost every day and like i try not to uh, i shouldn't be putting energy into somewhere else mm-hmm. because like that'll that'll eat me apart it's like if i'm worried about you know how the other goalies doing how the goalies are doing in minnesota like what well, i stuff i can't control like that yeah. is not going to benefit me like I have to just focus on what I'm doing because like you do that, everything else is going to fall into place. Like you focus on yourself and you better yourself every day and people are watching. People are always watching what you do. That's why practice has been like a huge thing for me this year. Like, um, like I was never a practice goalie and now my hardest work I put in is in practice. Like I I was Mm -hmm. always like trying to, you know, I would kind of save myself in practice. Like I would, I would make, make practice like I was obviously going out to practice to practice but like I wasn't like making desperation saves when the drill was half, halfway right. done like I would make the save get ready for the next one like just stay mm-hmm. sharp like because I was yeah. playing 50 games but now it's like condensed season like it feels like I'm in college like it's like 34 <laughs> games we practice three times four times a week yeah. and I'm like I'm I'm like trying in practice like I'm like the, and you have to yeah. like because like it's just the way it is like after you make that jump like people are paying you to be here now so like you like you have to earn it like it's Mm -hmm. it's a different animal for sure but that's what i would say to answer your question sorry 
took no, too long. Man, you, don't, you don't gotta apologize at all, buddy. That was fire right there. I know everybody's gonna love that homeless thing. So, and we'll we'll dive more into kind of you know now moving because obviously it sounds like this uh, a big lesson that your dad kind of talk talked to you about, and um, it's something big that kind of we preach too is just kind of breaking it down and and really you know letting it come to you, right? Work, work hard, be prepared, and then let the game come to you and, and react as it kind of comes to you rather than chasing the game is, I guess, another way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, as of last year, right, you retired from junior hockey and have since made the transition to the American League uh, with the Iowa Wild playing uh, 13 games a season so far. Um, and you kind of talked about, you know, uh, the difficulties of making that transition, but what was probably the hardest part about making that transition from junior to the American league initially? Was it, was it managing the stress at that level or was it just the shooters or what what was it? I think it's just, I'm still currently managing it. Like I haven't escaped that. Like it's still like, I've gotten a lot better like since February, like it's hard. It's, it's tough to say that, right? Like it's like, I'm like, I would love to say that I'm out of the woods of still not learning like yeah. about what pro hockey is, but I'm like, not like, I still think I'm learning every day. I come to the rink and I still understand. I'm still learning how to adjust plays. Like the last game I played in grand Rapids, we get the lead late in the third. And I make one mental mistake on a shot selection that I thought I should have made. Mm-hmm. And like a guy makes an unbelievable shot. Like it's a great shot. I make that yeah. save nine times out of 10, but like for me to make that, you know, for me to make that one mental mistake, it's like, wow, like you got to apply the shooter, but like, I know I can be better in that area. It's just like, that's the thing that is so much different. And I would say, um, yeah, in February, I was a goalie. I was a junior goalie. And I I think if you looked at me from February to now, you would think that now I'm more of a pro goalie. Like I'm still a a young pro goalie. There's still lots of growth I think I can have in my game. For sure. Um, I had a conversation with the goalie coach in Iowa and and uh, when we were on the road in Texas, we were doing video. And I said to him, I said, do I think I could hold my own in the NHL right now? I said, like, we were just kind of talking about it because I kind of wanted to tell him how I was feeling. And I was like, to be honest with you, like, I need to be honest with myself. And I said, do I think I could play in an NHL game right now? Yes. Do I think I could hold my own in an NHL game right now? Yes. Do it like, but I don't think I'm an NHL goalie yet. Like I said that to him, I said, I think... You know, the team plays well in front of me. I play a bottom, bottom, you know, bottom half team. Like Minnesota is really hot right now. Like I, yeah. they're going to play hard for me. Like if they, you know, in a 60 minute game, maybe we win like four, three, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm still letting in goals. I think I hold my own. Like, um, but I don't think I'm ready to be, you know, a 20, 30 game, you know, young backup goalie in the NHL right now. Yeah. Um, I think I like where I need to be is here in Iowa. Like I, I need, I know I need to learn. Like I, I, I know I need to learn and become better. And I think that's like another part that's important about goaltending is that you got to be honest with like how you're playing and like, yeah. um, like do I think I am an NHL goalie? Do I have the any like the skill set, the tools to become one? A hundred percent. It's just like you gotta you gotta find that. Um, you, know, you gotta be honest with yourself about where you are today, and that yeah. that'll help like you, you know, set those goals for yourself and get better and actually become, you know, what you achieve to be. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I would answer your question is about, uh, the difficulties and like the changes is just yeah. like, guys are so good now, like in this league, like people, they're here for a reason. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you go play in the OHL and you have a team on the other side and you know, you know, there's one or two, three or four really good players. And then the rest are kind of young guys or young guys that are coming up and they're still good players, but you know, like they're not like those guys you look for in the power play. So like, but here in the American league, like every guy on that roster can do something and it only gets worse when you make that jump to the NHL. Um, so like, it's, it's a lot of, you know, when you're out there on the ice, like you have to be aware of who's actually out there because, um, you know, lines one to four, um, usually they're, they're pretty good players on all of those lines. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think that's just, you know, learning and I'm still learning being a young guy. So yeah, taking it day by day. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, and, and you have the right attitude you know what I mean? That's, and, and you've been through this before, like you said, at different levels when you're younger transitioning to junior and, you know, and I say this to a lot of my guys, you know, like, oh, I had my first this or I had my first that. And, you know, now that you're, you know, you're over 20, you realize that you have a lot of firsts like throughout your career. Right. Yeah. And so you eventually get pretty good at just handling those firsts and being able to manage those nerves. And when you fail, knowing what you need to do to kind of get back up to speed and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I, I've had, you know, first win first shutout and, you know, first game. But there's going to be, you know, you have a whole new set of those when you make the jump to the NHL. Like exactly. I'm still going to be, a, I'm still going to be a rookie whether I'm 27 <laughs> years old, 23 years old. My first game, I will be a rookie in the NHL. So it's, yeah, uh, it's just you got to keep doing what you're doing and understand that you've been there before and kind of even though it's going to be like something new. Like I understand, like this year, like I told you earlier in, in the show, is. Mm-hmm. Um, like this year is similar to my first year in Peterborough, just like yeah. new year, new team, getting to know like how the league is being played, how guys shoot, like how mm-hmm. like the, it's being a pro hockey player. Like it's different. Like you kind of get your hand held a bit in the OHL and, you know, yeah. the coach and sure. the GM is kind of checking in on you whatever. You're a young kid. They should do that. Like you're not like it's not every day that six, 15, 16 year old kids move out to play hockey with like yeah, different right. people. So like. <laughs> Um, they should do that. But now that you're a pro, it's kind of like, you know, you're on your own. Like that's, it is what it is. Like we're going to, uh, it's a job. Like you get called into the coach's office. That's a, that's like a job interview meeting. Like yeah. you're in there and you're talking to like, he is above you hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. um, it's just like a different you decide aspect. your fate. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, we, we've kind of been on it a bit and, and you're talking about some of the improvements, you know, that you, you, you know, you say you're analytical about your game and stuff like that. So maybe you can just share a little, you know, a little bit of a, a, an insight into what are some of the, the biggest changes, you know, you've had to make since going pro that you think are necessary adjustments to, to be ready for the NHL. The biggest thing that I've changed about my game right now is uh, how deep I am in the crease. So, and, uh, and I actually love that where I'm at now, like if you look at the game that I played in February and compare it to the game I played uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, like he's playing so much further out of his net. Like it's right. not like a stupid amount, but like I would never really get my feet outside of the paint like in Peterborough. Like I was always kind of like when they calm me down, they call me right down where like I'm playing percentages. Like I and yeah. the shooters like were good enough. Like the shooters were good, but I if I once I got here, I was getting exposed because the shooters are that much better. Like um, so like I couldn't afford to play toes inside the paint, like just right. inside like that top of the crease. So I had to, when I'm out reading a play now in pro, like I'm ready. Once they cross the red line with that puck, like I am like sculling out to at least a foot and a half outside my net, nothing yeah. crazy. I am still six, four, 
but like it's better to have some backwards momentum or like as they're right. entering in the zone. And then once I'm making that save, like my feet should be, you know, toes are just on top of the, like the, just on top of the edge of the crease or even like the middle of my skate. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I want to be now. And I've been making, that's a huge adjustment. Like when I first started doing that in practice, I wasn't very good for two days because I didn't really know where the, like where I was. Like I had no idea where I was in that. And like, I would make some positional saves, but like now it's gotten to the point where it's like, I love playing out there. Like it's, it's so beneficial from like shots off the rush. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't get good depth off the rush, like it'll, they'll expose you. Like it just like, they, they'll wait you out. They know like they shooters are good enough. They just like, they hold the puck and they wait for you to do something. And it's like, if yeah. they get you a, a, a deeper spot in the net, it's like as they get closer and closer, the net gets smaller for them. Uh, but like that's why they like to shoot off the rush is that because they have, they might have a hole or two open because yeah. of your depth. So like yeah. it's they only need like an inch or two, like they can put the puck pretty well. So have you kind of like worked on your depth speed a little bit more to be able to take some ice quicker? Yeah, like it just like it's just like automatic now. Like every time they enter the the red line zone, like they get over the red line, like I'm just like I take one hard skull out just because you know, my legs are so long anyway. So like one yeah, skull yeah. is all I need to get out there. And then um, <laughs> that's just basically like um, that's where I play it. And just yeah. like now you're at that depth, it's being patient too on how quickly you come back. Like mm. it's going to seem like you're almost on top of it. Like it seemed like I was almost on top of the play at first. It was like, man, like I'm not that far away from the puck and the puck is like just uh, over top of the circles. Like it's right. like, that's crazy. So, but now the puck has less room to go. It hits you more like, it's so beneficial on tips here and shots off the rush. I would say is like when a tip comes in, I'm now like, like I never really like fronted tips very well. It's a, yeah. a, a skill I've gotten better, uh, way better at this season. Like we work on it constantly. Whenever there's free time, I try to get in for some tips, Yeah. but like guys put like defensemen put pucks in good areas for guys to tip them. Mm-hmm. And guys are really good at redirecting pucks. So like, it's really important for you to like, you know really front that tip and get right like your ice is yeah. right on top of the shooter so that you, there's no room for that puck to squeeze through yeah no it's uh because if you don't right if you kind of play deep on i mean at the pro level it's just that's how so many goals are scored i mean the traffic is just next yeah. level right and yeah if guys aren't buying into that then they're not in the lineup really you know what i mean because yeah, i think i think they're saying something now like clear-sighted shots goalies are like somewhere upwards of like 97 98 or something like that yeah yeah, uh, I don't know. Is that is that the right stat? I don't know that's that, but I would definitely think that's accurate because yeah. if they can see it, they're gonna save it. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Like if it, it's got to be a rifle, like there's still shots off like direct shot goals, but like you don't see them very often. Like they're usually pretty, <laughs> they're usually rips. Like it's usually yeah, like Ovechkin yeah, yeah. coming on the wing and he's like <laughs> burying his head. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, now you've played pro for some time, right? But. What's something you think is sort of like a big misconception among, uh, you know, amateur goaltenders and minor league parents or coaches that you think there should be more clarity on? Misconception. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, do like they think one thing, but it's totally not like that. You know, like some, something somebody else said on the show was like, yeah, you need to get drafted to the NHL to play in the NHL. And that's just like one thing. No, that's, that's, yeah, I would say that's a big one, but like, I would probably like, even the draft list, like the the draft list, like that is like I wasn't on I wasn't on any of those draft lists. Like yeah. I was barely like I was on the second worst place team 
in minor hockey in the in Ontario. It's the second worst place team in Ontario. We won two games all year, mm-hmm. and like I wasn't on any online draft list. And like, there's all those forums. Like, I forget what that's <laughs> even talk. I don't even know. I don't even remember what the website's about. But like, there's like forums of parents losing their minds, or like, and it's like, man, <laughs> you have no idea. Drama. <laughs> you have no idea. Like when I got to when I had my first interview with the OHL, I was actually with the Guelph Storm. Yeah, and um, they read me a scouting report of me, and I was ready to just get like absolutely just like ripped on. Like, I was like, this is not going to be good. Like, I'm not, why, are the, why am I even here? And like, and then, uh, well, it was well, like, if, you, if you don't mind sharing, what were some of the things that they said to you? Cause obviously it it's all, worked out pretty good, right? Yeah. It was all positive. They didn't say one bad thing. I was oh, like, wow. that was, I was on, that was unbelievable. Like, I was like, they were like, kid plays well, like has like big size, uses it to his advantage. And I was just a 15 year old kid. Like they're just scouting me at like a Marley tournament. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that was when the roller coaster of like okay i just got to keep doing what i'm doing because yeah. they love to see what i'm doing like so that's the biggest thing is that like each team like they have their own list like you understand that too with like the nhl combine like the nhl draft like some guys are ranked high but they don't go like yeah there was a kid less right no yeah they don't want them like there was the cameron Rowe, like the spencer knights uh, partner and the used develop like he was a pretty high ranked goaltender taylor gothier another high ranked goaltender in my draft um mm. didn't even get picked back to back years um so like there's there's guys that are that that you know are on these lists and the truth is that those lists are ran by nobody that's a team in the nhl ohl you know like they, they all decisions yeah. yeah so they're not making decisions like they can put out opinions and and media pages and stuff like that but like if you're looking into that um like obviously they're going to be correct on some of the players that they see it's like yeah jack Hughes is going first it's like yeah <laughs> so everyone else knows that like yeah it's like okay like yeah it's, that's obviously happening but like you can't tell me that this kid's going like 98th overall like yeah so it's just like um yeah, I would just say like don't re- if you're a young kid like and you're looking at the lists as especially for goaltending it's hard to kind of uh, like say don't look at them but I wouldn't like look at them like or even look at your like your numbers like that's like yeah you can look at them sometimes so, like I would say like look if you want to motivate yourself and you're playing bad like look at your numbers to kind of kick yourself in the butt like yeah. okay I got I got to be better but like when you're like even when you're I was having success in the OHL. I wasn't looking at my save percentage after every game or right. looking at the goals against the average, like see if it would change. I was just playing. Like just mm-hmm. go out and play. Like that's the biggest thing is that we play a game. And like that's the uh, the kind of the bigger picture behind it is that like there's like a uh, like a global pandemic going on right now. And like yeah. I'm fortunate enough, there's so many kids sitting on the couch in Ontario right now. A bunch of my buddies just got told you know, the OHL wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It's and it's like, man, like I'm fortunate enough to, to come and actually play and have actual fans here in Iowa. It's like, that's like the biggest thing. So like, if you're not having fun and uh, that's the biggest thing is that you got to have fun and uh, enjoy what you're doing. So it's just yeah. a game we play. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to kind of dive into your, uh, I, I like that one, by the way, the lists, right? Cause yeah all the parents and everybody get hung up on the lists and they start evaluating themselves based on these lists and all these yeah. websites that just, it's like, you know, it's like the so news. You have no idea who's writing that. They yeah, have no I, idea who's writing that. It's just entertainment almost, right? Like, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, I kind of want to dive into your routines a little bit on and off the ice and, and you kind of mentioned a few earlier, but we'll kind of, if you don't mind, start with your game day routine and maybe take us from, uh, you know, night before to, to game time and how you get ready to play every day. So I have a game tomorrow. So this is the night before right now. So right. I usually just like chilling, like I'm not going to be going out much tonight. I got to make dinner here soon. And, yeah. um, and then I'll probably go to bed at like a, a reasonable hour. Um, I like to tell myself that, but sometimes it gets late with a movie or something, but, um, <laughs> then I usually like, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Like, uh, I usually have an afternoon nap, so I'm never too sleep deprived, but like, right. I definitely like to get a good night's rest. Yeah. Um, and then we wake up tomorrow, we're going to have a, a skate. So we usually have right now with COVID, we have to go to the rank, get COVID test every day. So it's like 8am COVID test. Wow. And then um, usually they have breakfast there for us at the rink. So tomorrow it'll be omelets because it's a game day. But usually wow. it's like pancakes. Got an omelet station? Yeah. So usually we got like uh, – like today my breakfast was pancakes, hash browns, uh, eggs, and bacon. And then that's – you eat that and then you get dressed. So tomorrow we won't have the full breakfast. We'll just have the omelets. We got the yeah. morning, morning skate. So um, – so like we get omelets and then we will go and do probably some uh, some video of Rockford and just go over like their power play PK stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll be going on the ice at 10. And then you get off. I come back home and kind of just chill out for a bit. Um, they don't get us lunch because they get us post game meal. Mm. So I'm on my own for like a little brunch. So I might come back here and like make some like eggs or something or mm-hmm. maybe order like some noodles in. Nice. Um, but then I go down for a little pregame nap. I always nap before the game. Um, whether I'm playing. Oh, it depends on how bad the morning skate is. If I'm playing, um, <laughs> if I'm playing and like our morning skates are pretty long. If I'm playing, I'm usually off the ice in 45 minutes, which is kind of long. But like I'm not gonna right. work in the league. I'm not. That's not my role. Yeah. Stay in my lane. So I'm it's probably a 45 minute skate if I'm playing. I'm out of there. And I'll probably go down for like uh, an hour, an hour and a half, depending on how tired I am. And uh, if I am not playing, I am definitely on the ice a bit longer after yeah. the goalie's allowed. The goalie that's playing is allowed to leave. I usually stay on. For like another 15 minutes of the guys that are playing if they're shooting around and then there's the scratches that stay afterwards so i'm uh with them and then i mm-hmm. definitely get some work in and then the coach will the coach will tell me like like we don't want you out here too long we don't want to burn you whatever whatever so yeah well they still keep you out there for 45 though eh? yeah yeah so uh, yeah it's a lot of shots like the guys are just coasting around getting a feel yeah and you're them. you're just i'm in the net leaking. sucking wind yeah <laughs> like i'm getting two gatorades i'm like man get me out of here that was like me when i went to pro two man like a lot of coaches are kind of like really into these long pregame skates and all the players are like oh it's so much fun and then the goalies are just in there getting shelled and you're like man i gotta play tonight like i'm seeing like 500 shots there's less three pounds there's less three pounds in the morning skate (laughs) yeah i mean i i personally like and and i don't really know but uh like when i was in junior i i I literally i would go on the ice for a pregame and like i would take like five to ten shots and that was it like i'd break a little sweat and i'd get off i just wanted to feel it right but yeah mm-hmm. no, i know i just want to say that because i feel your pain bro 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely a different animal of pregame skates but I, I don't mind it like i don't actually don't mind it like i yeah, actually yeah, enjoy yeah. being out there and um it just like makes me like feel like 
actually ready now it's just like wow like i've had a good skate in the morning go rest yeah. and then be ready to go tonight like you already faced so many pucks so yeah um yeah that's kind yeah, of like a new routine then you come to the rink a bit yeah. later at like five like it's uh i usually head to the rink at like 4 30 on a regular year mm-hmm. but now it's 5 15 it's the uh that's the earliest we can get into the rink oh i see and um is that because of covid or yeah it's a covid rule yeah. it's like the same as the nhl like they're right. only allowed like an hour 45 in before mm-hmm. so i uh, get to the rink and then uh, this is where i kind of just do my routine um i usually just get undressed and put my dry stuff on and usually play some soccer uh, with the guys and mm-hmm. do some visualization out in the stands, like of what I'm going to do. What do you I visualize? Mean, just, just visualize making saves from different areas. Like I'll, uh, I'll visualize, you know, net drives to visualize guys rolling around the top of the face off circle off a of face off. Like, just like see that play happen. That play is such an undercover hard play to find the puck through. Mm. If like four bodies, you know, before that puck gets to the net, if that guy wins it to the outside half wall and then wraps around the top, it's a, tough play. I like to see that one before it yeah, even happens. And then for sure. um, like shots off the rush, I visualize point shots, uh, power play sets, low to high so passes. Do you, do you have like a, a visualization routine that you go through or is it just like what yeah. you're feeling? No, I have a routine. Like I start around the net and then I move out uh, words of there. Like I always start with net drives mm. and then I go to the face off circle and then I go to point shots and then I, then I do rush plays and then I finish with like, just low to high. Like I visualize the puck going from the goal line to the, Mm -hmm. uh, just a low to high one timer. And just like, just seeing a quick like shot off. Like that's a sneaky play too, is Mm -hmm. when it's just like a guy sitting in the pocket play yeah, and a guy pops it out to him. Like you just gotta be ready for those. So that's kind of like my routine I have visualizing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I do my warm up, get dressed, have a Red Bull, take the ice. Red Bull, we go, eh? We go play. We do. Yeah. I, if I don't have a coffee before the game, I have a Red Bull. But if I have a coffee, then I don't have a Red Bull. I just have one. <laughs> one of the How long other. have you been doing that for? This year. But I usually do it just a coffee. Yeah. But my first win, I won with a Red Bull. <laughs> so now, now you're I'm on the like, Red Bull. Uh, I'm like, yeah, maybe right. this it doesn't feel too bad in the stomach. Like I thought it would feel crappy in the stomach, but yeah, I just yeah. sip on it while I'm getting dressed. I don't like hammer one before I hit the ice. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, freaking jittering like yeah. crazy. I just sip on it like a coffee while I'm tying my skates or right, something. Right. Like, it's just like, right. yeah. Some guys like, you... actually, some guys shotgun them in the room. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> That's crazy. I've yeah. seen guys, man, they take like, they'll take like two five-hour energies or something. Yeah, that's like, wild. Like, I'd be like, I'd be shaking. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, man, we got to play a game at seven, right? But <laughs> you're going to be uh, playing the game at three in the morning. <laughs> you're still going to be playing the game <laughs> at three in the morning. man. <laughs> so like post game, I guess, uh, do you have like a routine to kind of come down at, at all? Like a recovery routine? Uh, I usually like, depending on how I feel or like the workload I'm going to be having, like, I don't know if I'm playing tomorrow or not, but if I yeah. am, like I'll definitely, if I do play, I definitely, I do a five minute cool down bike ride, then just a yeah. quick stretch. Like just make sure I'm loose and just so I'm not sore. Like I usually stretch out my hips and mm-hmm. my calf muscles. And then uh, that sounds so funny. It's like Phil Nicholson. Um, <laughs> but I don't um, I do not do a whole lot after that. I go home and just like eat uh, and then just like come down, like try to just come down as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of just like 
before bed, just like like a quick breathing routine to kind of right. slow my heart rate down to make it sit, might make it easier to fall asleep. Some nights it doesn't really help, but yeah. if I'm just sitting on my phone, I can. I have my Apple Watch, so if I'm sitting on my phone, I just put the Breathe app on my Apple Watch. It's such an undercover useful app. I like to use it. Yeah. And I just like I feel it vibrating, and I just I'm just like breathing while I'm scrolling Twitter or on Instagram or whatever. It just helps my heart rate come down. Yeah. Very cool, man. And then, and then, you know, you kind of mentioned, uh, just, you know, dealing with the, just the pressure at that level. I mean, so many guys like mention it and, and, you know, anybody who plays there knows that it's just, a it comes with the territory of being able to manage that. Right. So, so what's sort of your mental, you know, routine during a game to help you, like, you know, if, if you start getting worried or anxious, like you're, you're worrying about all this or that, like what kind of anchor techniques are either like internal, or external to use to kind of center your focus and, and eliminate distractions regularly? I just say, I just tell myself to breathe, like literally, like that's like a big thing for me is that I just say, just breathe. Like, like if I just start feeling worked up, yeah, just try to center myself and just like refocus on what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I, recently, like what's been a really good refocus for me is like, um, like kind of like looking extra hard at the play. Like it sounds kind of weird to say, but like mm. I kind of really focus my eyes on what's happening to kind of. You re-engage myself there, right? yeah like yeah. try to re-engage myself like it's i have that a lot uh now like now that i'm kind of back in these buildings um i had a tough time like when the, they turn the lights out for the game mm-hmm. and then they like you skate on the ice and you're out there when it's dark and then they turn them back on and you have to play like right it's happened so quickly like my eyes are kind of like oh my gosh you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's like a strobe light, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, like I just, I need my eyes to just like kind of adjust to the light that's yeah. happening. Like, so like I, when I, that, that first, when that first happens, like every period, like usually the lighting in the dressing room is a bit different than on the ice. Like the yeah. ice is such a different light because the ice is obviously reflecting the light. Yeah. So like I try to kind of open my eyes up to kind of let the light come into my, it sounds, I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> let the light no, come no, into no, my it's eyes. True, right? I'm like, I'm like, I need my eyes to adjust to this brightness so I can see like, like, <laughs> oh man, would you say that, uh, you know, uh, arena lighting is, is like, it's something you were more in tune with growing up. Well, yeah. Like that was like, um, yeah, I would say that like, it, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I wasn't like, it's just like something you have to take into account for, but yeah. I'm sure if a doctor heard what I just said, they would laugh so hard. <laughs> It's okay. We're not holding you accountable. Don't worry. Holy, that's why I'm a goalie. <laughs> oh man. And then, and then, uh, you know, kind of going on to your, your post goal routine. What do you, what do you do? Uh, you know, after you get scored on, what's your routine? Oh, uh, that's just like grab a drink of water. Like the first game I had in the American league, I wasn't like, we didn't have any water bottle, water bottle holders on our nets. Yeah. And I thought it was a COVID protocol. I was like, oh, we can't have our own water, like, I guess. And then I went to the bench and I, I said to the trainer, I'm like, can I have water on my net? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, then why don't I have water there? And then they're like, oh, here, take a bottle. I'm like, we don't have the holders? Like, no, 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 we don't. We've never had that in the past. I'm like, how do you not have holders for the nets? So, I like, my first game, I played a whole game without – any water on my back of my net so like whenever what? i scored yeah i didn't have any water in the back of my net so like i only water i had was during tv timeouts so like three Dude, times how did you period. not cramp like crazy man i don't know but uh 
That's crazy. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and, but now I usually like, I have water on my net every game now. That's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. But the other goalie doesn't do that. Like it's just me that, that brings water to the net. What? I swear yeah. every single goalie brings water to the net. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't bring water to the net, but I bring is water that, to the net. Is that Talbot? No, they, uh, Barabo, my partner here in Iowa, he doesn't uh, bring water to the net. Right, right, right. Yeah. He doesn't like, it's just like, uh, I just, I have to have water because that's a huge reset for me. Whenever I get scored, I right. get a drink, go for a skate, come back. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's like, your, that's your reset. Yeah. Like, just like, just kind of wash it. Like I yeah. might watch the replay if it comes up just to see where, like, if I didn't know where it went yeah, or like how it got to the net, like I'll watch the replay and might swear at myself or but you never know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, depending on the goal, if it's just like, or I might applaud it too. Like if the, the guy one tees it back door and bar down, it's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I guess, uh, fi- uh, you know, in terms of routines, what's like maybe two hacks that you have two big hacks, like uh, on ice drill or off ice drill, like that you do that you feel like gives you an edge over everybody else. Gives me an edge. Yeah, is there like is there like one drill or exercise that you do like on a weekly basis that because you're like I need to do this to be ready for the weekend? I just like uh, I've actually got into a bit of like juggling just before games. Nice. Like uh, I learned how to do it this summer, like in quarantine. Yeah. Um, not very like I'm not a five star juggler, but I'm definitely like a solid three star juggler. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a I like half to, a star, so yeah. I definitely like to just do it before games and just like get my <laughs> eyes going. Yeah. I used to play ping pong, like I used to play ping pong in Peterborough. Yeah, I used to play great. my yeah. I used to play my best buddy on the team in, <laughs> in ping pong before the game, and I would like I love doing that. I never used to do that, but we did it one game, and I played sick, and I felt so dialed in. I was like, man, uh-huh. I'm playing ping pong every home game. <laughs> Did you end and up I, doing that? I did. Yeah, I did. Like, and we played every, like, it was a routine we had. Like, he would come to the rink super early. I would come to the rink super early. We had our coffees. We would tape our sticks. And then, like, I was like, all right, you know what time it is. And we'd go back and play a game of 21. <laughs> game time, baby. Game time before the like, game time. It was fun. Yeah, no, man, that's cool. You know, it's, uh, yeah, ping pong's sick. I, 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 we had it too when I was in junior and I never, I never got great at it, to, to be honest, but. No, man, you kind of find those things that, that work for you that, that get you ready, obviously, right? And uh, that's why we asked. You get some interesting answers. You'd be surprised. But um, I guess finally, I'm just curious, you know, what's sort of like the biggest adversity you think you've ever faced in your career and, and how you, you found a way to overcome it? I think um, I think what I said earlier in the show is probably the biggest adversity thing I've had was just like overcoming myself. Like just like uh, understanding myself a bit more. And then obviously like the adversity I'm going through this season, like that's a big, big adjustment for me. It's the first, uh, my first year pro. So it's been definitely like, it's been difficult for sure. I've struggled. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, my start was not ideal. Like you definitely don't want to come out in your first game, first two games, let in 16 goals in two games like that's that is not ideal so for like sure. especially in a 34 game season it's like it's hard for me to save those numbers now like looking uh when i have looked at my stats it's just like man like I, i've been playing recently i've been playing well recently and my yeah. game's been coming around so like that's the the adversity part you have to keep coming to the rink every day and getting better and just mm-hmm. looking back at like what you've done and learning from it like mm-hmm. once the game's over it's over once the goal goes in you gotta f- make the next save 
Yeah. Like you have to make the next save. Like that's yeah. a big thing that my coach preaches to me is that he's like, just make the next save. Like, I don't care if they score, right. just make the next save. Give us a chance. Right. So don't let it spiral out of control, right? Yeah. Like stop the bleeding. The worst thing that can happen is, mm. you know, they come down and score again and it's like, wow, like that sucks. Like, yeah. It really sinks two. the bench, right? Yeah. Like that was a big thing that happened in my first game in, uh, in pro. Like yeah. we were up our, I think we were up. Th- no, we were down three, two. I can't remember, but yeah. we were, it was a one goal game going into the third. I was playing really well. And then they came out hot in the third period, score one, like with 12 minutes to go. And then they score again on the next shift. And like, I, like it was a, total breakdown of uh the entire team include myself where like it's just like okay like that one goes in and our whole like our whole bench like didn't react and i myself like you're not ready for what comes next like a guy gets a breakaway off the the face off catching me off guard that's two goal swing just like that it's like yeah like the game is completely different now and like the games in pro are a lot more like tight i find and, oh yeah uh, like it's just like all there's a lot of one goal games or a lot of one goal scenarios that don't turn into one goal games anymore because how quickly it can happen uh, yeah. so yeah. yeah it's crazy it's it's crazy how much you know like you when you get to that level everybody's literally going 110 percent every game every shift because like your job and your team season depends on it, right? There's no, there's no freeloaders at the American League level. Like nobody's no. there, just you know, take like collecting a paycheck. Like everybody's there for kind of a reason, right? 100%. And uh, the competitive level is just is like, and that's why honestly on the show, man, we just we just preach so much about competitiveness because when you get to that level, right? When you fail, you can't just back off, right? Like you have to find that. You have to get back to it and, and figure out how to get ahead again. And it's this constant cat and mouse game at the pro level yeah. of shooters getting ahead of the goalies, goalies trying to get ahead of the shooters, right? And it literally never ends. Well, you don't want it to slip because once it slips, then you're that's when you're not in the league anymore. Like that's yes. when it becomes a your you, you know, it's a job, right? Like they want if you don't want to get better and they don't see you wanting to get better, they're going to find somebody else who can want to do that. Yeah, like exactly. that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hunter, you have any last words of advice for uh, everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? No, I think I've said a lot. I think I've kind of spiraled from question to question. I've kind of jumped all over the place. I have a, it's crazy how much my story has changed in just yeah. like five years of playing hockey, like kind of <laughs> in the major junior concept, like, you know, I played four years of junior, played three years of major, major junior. Yeah. And then now being onto a pro lifestyle kind of pro career is like, that's crazy to me. You know, it yeah. still is crazy. Like there's not, I, I am very fortunate to be where I am with yeah. the, um, you know, the situation that I'm in, like not a, not a lot of goalie depth in Minnesota yeah. to be drafted second round is a huge accomplishment for sure. And now to be placed where I am as a 20 year old goaltender, there's not a lot of 20 year old goaltenders that play in the American league, their first year pro. And for me Absolutely. to get the experience that I have right now. And, um, you know, I watched Spencer Knight play the other night in his first NHL game. And I said to my goalie coach the next day, I said, that kid was, you know, that kid, that's kids, a good goalie. And, yeah. you know, that kind of like, that motivates me more a bit too, right? Like he's in yeah. my, he's in my draft class. Um, you know, everybody was asking about me and him at the draft time. And, mm. um, you know, it, it, I'm like, 
like good for Spencer. Like I'm not trying to rain on his parade. Sure. I'm, just, oh, tell, I'm, sure. just, I'm just telling him how like that affects me. Like, it's just like, man, like I, I want to do better now. Like that's yeah. going to motivate me to, to like drive more, you know, like that's like, we talked about drive earlier in the show. And like, that's like the, how I look into how I look into things. It's just like, you know, it's great. He got his first win, got his first game. And, you know, obviously Florida playing Columbus, like that's a great scenario for him to go for into sure. his first game. And, um, you know, like my time will come and, I was just talking to my goalie coach about it, and he's like, "Hell yeah, he'll he'll find his way, and he's gonna go through what you went through too." He's like, "You're gonna, he's gonna go through a patch where it's really tough for him. Like, it's oh, not nice. always gonna be." And he's like, "You're coming out of it, and you know, like, that's all you can do is just keep doing what you're doing. Take it day by day, work yeah. hard, and that's all you can do. Like, that's yeah. you just find something to better yourself every day. That's the most important key to being successful." Yeah. Yeah. You know, you look at guy like even Carter Hart now, right. Uh, you yeah. know, going through a bit of a rough patch and then even looking back, you know, when you were a young guy and Carey Price was growing up and an 18 year old coming in the NHL. And, and I don't know if you remember, but you know, he had a few rough years too, man. So did, oh, yeah. so did Mark Andre Fleury. Everybody yeah. eventually goes through some kind of adversity. And that's, that's kind of why I like to ask that question because it kind of connects well with a lot of people because I, I think a lot of people don't realize that like we all go through it at some level. And, uh, you know, finding a way around it is, is uh, you know, the guys that are successful find a way around that stuff, right? So, um, Hunter, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Always always love having on active goalies out there. Just, uh, you know, experiencing what it's like, man. You're, you're very candid today. It was an unreal episode. And I know we'll just, you know, shed a ton of light on what it, what it takes to get to the next level and find success, man. So can you just let people know where they can get in touch with you online? Yeah, I have uh, Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram is uh, hunterjones.29. And my Twitter is actually shutoutsjones, <laughs> which is pretty bold. But I made that That's a long time That's very bold. Ago. Shutouts yeah. Jones. I love it, though. Nobody. Yeah. Else, I don't think anybody else has gotten that. No, you got, you, I think. You, you got a big uh, following on Twitter? People love no, it. No, I don't. But, like, once I do, like, I have, like, I think I have, like, 1,200 followers. It's not terrible, but it's like, come on. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, go check out Hunter Jones. All the links will be available in the, in the show notes if you want to go check him out. And he's played at the next level and experienced tons of success for years now. And I know he's got a bright future ahead of him. So maybe somewhere down the road, we'll, we'll have you back on the show, dude, if that's something that interests you. 100%, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm grateful for you coming on, buddy. Good luck as we roll in the playoffs soon. You take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come onto the show in the next few months. And make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. As next week, I have another awesome goalie coach uh, from up in the Western League in, in Canada, uh, and that's Curtis Muka. And the goalie coach for the Edmonton Oil Kings, who has extensive experience, you know, playing all the way up to the NHL and, and now coaching for years at the next level. And uh, he brings some next level fire to the table in this combo. It was great to connect with Curtis. So uh, I know you guys are going to you're not going to want to miss this one. So make sure to tune back next week. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast and just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and, and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, NeuroTracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month, and even if you don't win uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the, the, future, the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway, 
If you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week.